Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Over the past year, many Americans have chosen to scale back or eliminate various types of insurance, including health insurance. To tell us about this trend, I'm joined by Andrew Hurst, a data writer at Value Penguin, who recently wrote about a survey they conducted that looked at this issue. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Great for you to be here, Andrew. Um, let me start out. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were looking at with this survey and who you surveyed? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we interviewed more than uh, 1,000 Americans from different generations. Uh, we wanted to get a, a broad demographic uh, sample. So we interviewed everyone from boomers to people from Gen Z. Um, the respondents comprised nearly equal numbers of men and women. Um, and while our uh, demographic sample admittedly skews a little bit more millennial, uh, each generation was uh, statistically significantly represented. So uh, from our perspective, uh, we, we, we were thinking about a way to, to approach the sort of unique uh, beginning of the year. Uh, obviously, this year is different because of the coronavirus, right? Um, but but uh, in the past, we've seen many Americans uh, pay maybe extra attention to their finances at the start of the new year. Uh, that's pretty uh, common. Uh, the start of a new year uh, means a chance for people to sort of internally reset and think about where they're spending their money, right? Um, however, the, the coronavirus pandemic has sort of complicated what's been a, a recurrent process for most people in the past, right? Uh, I'm sure you can imagine if a household has lost a job or an income because of the pandemic, it's going to be a lot harder to add coverage if they have to for the, to their insurance, for example. Um, so we theorized that, you know, at least some people are going to be doing the opposite, uh, something that they might not usually do, which is cut back uh, specifically because of the coronavirus pandemic. That makes sense. And people have different types of insurance, and we'll talk about that here. What types of insurance were they most likely to cancel or repair down? Sure. Uh, they, they certainly do have different types of insurance. Um, and just a little bit of maybe background before I go into the answer. So most people will have auto insurance because they're, they're required to have it to drive legally in most states. Uh, mortgage lenders, for people who, who maybe aren't homeowners or don't know, mortgage lenders actually require you to get home insurance for their homes because they view it as sort of an investment that has to uh, stay solvent over the course of your loan, right? Um, but even people who uh, have paid off their loans don't, you know, forego their homeowner's insurance in large numbers. I think at last check, something like more than 90% of uh, homeowners uh, have have uh, home insurance coverage, uh, including those that have paid it off. But this is all to say that uh, these people should have been unlikely to reduce these types of coverages. But uh, that's not actually what we found. Um while it was true that a few people dropped or reduced their homeowner's insurance coverage, uh, about uh, 39 percent of all people who uh, who considered dropping coverage did, in fact, uh, drop one form of insurance at least. But uh, compared to that 39 percent, just 20 percent cut down on their home insurance. Uh, so not not very much, right? Not very many people eliminated their home insurance. Uh, this is much less than the amount of people who, for instance, cut back on their health. And we found that 40% of people actually uh, eliminated their health insurance completely. 
uh, of, of the people of that 39% who either reduced or eliminated at least one form of insurance. And, uh, you know, that's followed by 36% of those people who uh, cut back on their auto, uh, 26 for dental, and then another 22 or so for life. Um, but this makes sense from at least one perspective. Um, the pandemic has forced people home, right? A lot of people have been working from home for like an entire year at this point, or at least close to it. So it eliminates the need for the bulk of their commutes. Um um, but yeah, it's possible that you know they've they've cut back on insurance because they've been able to commute uh, either using a friend's car or uh, getting carpools. Uh, but it, it's it, the point the point that I'm making, I guess, is that uh, the situation has uniquely changed this year, and it has allowed people to reimagine where they can cut down on their expenses. Um, but I, I really want to talk about that 40% health owners and health the 40% of people who cut back on their health insurance uh, in the past year. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, there's certainly, um, you know, certainly some reasons people would do that. Obviously some may have lost it due to, due to to it being attached to their employer. Um, But it's also, I guess you could say one of those optional insurances, right? Um, In some ways where, you know, you may be mandated to have auto or home, Health, health. You can you can still make that choice by and large, or pay a small penalty. Well, there used to be pay a small penalty, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, and w- you can see sort of uh, a decision making process uh, being made with, with regard to health insurance when we start to talk about income. Yeah, so let's talk about that too. So, um, did did income or employment status affect their decisions around this? Did you find any anything notable there? Yeah, the data suggests so, especially uh, this is most evident in our analysis of health insurance numbers. So earlier I mentioned that uh, our, our respondents eliminated health insurance in large numbers. Uh, of those 39% of all Americans who say that they cut down on at least one type of insurance, 40% uh, actually uh, completely un- eliminated their health care coverage. Uh, and another 43% just, you know, took off uh took off a bit of insurance without without eliminating the whole thing um among we had we asked people uh specifically who were affected by by COVID-19 uh financially and among those whose incomes were affected by COVID-19 uh 44% eliminated health care coverage and 46% cut down so you're seeing already an increase there from that initial 40% and it's likely that some of the people who eliminated this health care coverage actually lost their health insurance coverage through work, right? Um, where 44% of those who eliminated at least one form of coverage and who lost a job because of COVID did away with their health insurance, this number falls to just 28% of those who did not lose a job but suffered uh, you know, less hours or they had a, a salary reduction. So you're seeing that the people who don't who didn't already have insurance through their job, uh, they're eliminating their coverage at a much higher clip than those who, you know, still have their job and maybe still are getting employee-sponsored benefits, but who have are working fewer hours in a week. It's telling us that people are pretty hesitant to eliminate their coverage unless they have to. Um, when we asked about whether they'd eliminated or cut down on insurance before, uh, you know, looking for other ways to lessen expenses, about 75% said that they were looked somewhere else first. So that's to say, you know, people aren't just looking to get rid of their insurance. They appreciate the value that it adds from a, a risk perspective, uh, 
So that number, that 75%, actually climbed to 81% of those who cut down on at least one form of coverage and lost their jobs. So people who lost their jobs are even were even more uh, hesitant to cut down on insurance. Um, we also took a look at income, not just people who were affected or who were not necessarily affected by coronavirus. Um, we found that wealthier people actually cut down on their insurance at higher rates than other people. Um, so we looked at household income and found that those making a combined $100,000 per year eliminated their health care coverage at about 58%. Um, again, that's of the 39% who said that they eliminated at least one form of coverage. Uh, so 58% completely eliminated health uh, of those making over $100,000, and another 20, 29% eliminated life. And both of those are higher than uh, what was typical. Um, now, at the same time, uh, this could be due to loss of employment. Um, but as I think I alluded to earlier, it could be that uh, it's a, a risk analysis. If, if people are staying home or committed to staying home, uh, more are able to sort of mitigate those risks from more places. There may be, uh, a, there may be at a little bit more liberty to cut down on expenses there than than other people would be. And uh, Andrew, did they give any any indication as to what they were using the savings for? Yeah, uh, we we definitely wanted to see where this money was going, um, and it depends upon the household. But generally, groceries. Uh, for, for everyone, no matter if they lost a job or if they're making a lot of money or making less money, generally groceries are taking up the most amount of extra money. Uh, obviously, people have to eat. They still have to supply, uh, put, put, put food on the table. Uh, but once we got past groceries, uh, usually they're addressing their debts or some are having uh, the ability to put that money towards savings. But that th- those two uh, variables uh or I'm sorry, those two outcomes were sort of more impacted by the different financial situations. Um, if I could dive a little bit more deeply into that, uh, we found that those incomes, who, those whose incomes weren't affected by the pandemic, put most of the money that they saved into groceries. And they, they did this at about 29% clip. Th- those people said that they primarily spent that money on groceries. Uh, and Following closely behind that, those people um, whose incomes weren't affected by the pandemic, about a quarter of them said that they devoted that money to savings. Um, These people also paid off debts at a higher rate than average. The people whose incomes weren't affected, um, about 24 percent devoted their money uh, primarily to to paying off debts. Um, nationwide, for all people, that was about 21%. So there's a 3% increase there. Um, but with those who lost income, that's a, there's another story. Um, those who lost their job because of the pandemic were mostly likely to put the money that they saved towards paying off debts or groceries. They didn't have as much uh, ability to put it into savings. Uh, about half of this demographic, um, again, those who lost some of their income or lost their jobs, um, about half of this demographic uh, used their money to primarily pay off debts and groceries. It was about a 25% uh, distribution both ways. And among those who lost just a portion of their salaries or hours, uh, 60% of those people put the bulk of the money that they saved from cutting towards insurance, towards uh, groceries and savings. Um, So finally, among households that were making the most amount of money per year, uh, those people making, you know, about uh, or I'm sorry, those making the least amount of money per year, uh, they definitely tended to pay off to 
to prioritize groceries and paying off debt at a much higher rate than typical. Um, about 35, 39% of those making less than $25,000 as a combined uh, household, about about uh, 39% of those people put their insurance savings to groceries. Uh, again, a, a large jump from, from where it was for most people. Uh, and about one-fourth of those people who were making a combined less than $25,000 devoted their savings to debt. Uh, similarly, those making between twenty-five dollars and $30,000 as a household paid off their debt at about 34% and their groceries at about 30 So I guess to reiterate, while it depended upon the household, the distribution, they were certainly most likely to use their savings from insurance to pay off groceries uh, and then other necessaries like debts. And finally, uh, put put a little bit towards savings if they could, if they already had some more dis- disposable income. So necessities make makes sense. Um, yeah. Andrew, did people regret canceling their policies? Did they express any desire to restore them at some point? Hmm. For the most part, yeah, they, they did. Uh, there was a lot of regret. Uh, as, I, as I sort of touched on earlier, for no group was uh, cutting back on insurance really an easy decision. About three and four said that they, you know, looked elsewhere. Um, but yeah, for the most part, uh, 63% said that they regretted cutting back or eliminating coverage. And uh, this number jumped up uh, for those who were laid off. Uh, 77% of those who lost a job said that they regretted eliminating coverage. So that disparity there tells me that it wasn't it wasn't completely voluntary, you know. They they would have liked to have that employee sponsored healthcare maybe or they would like to uh, continue having the protection that insurance generally offers, but you know, they're having to uh, you know buy those necessaries like groceries. Um, and then 64% of those who lost income felt the same, that they regretted it. So those are both up from that 63 for just all, all people uh, who, who did cut insurance. Um, by comparison, just 41% of those whose livelihoods weren't affected by the pandemic had the same feeling. So that's, uh, that's a pretty momentous drop, right, from 63 for, from everybody to 41% of those who had, who had not lost a job or income because of the pandemic. Um, you can tell that maybe they had, they might have been thinking about it for longer, or were able to sort of make a more uh, a more free decision about about their financial situation. So it makes sense that they're a little less likely to regret it. Um, so those who lost their jobs are actually the most likely to claim that they plan to restore the coverage in the future. Uh, across all people who cut insurance, 52 said that they would restore it in the future. And this increased to 59% for those who lost their jobs. Uh, but again, uh, it fell to about 48 to those 48% uh, of those people who just said that they had their hours reduced. Um, and I guess to put that in context, while about 10% of people who cut their coverage back said that they would not be restoring it, more people who weren't financially impacted by the virus don't seem to plan to restore coverage in the future. Uh, again, while 10% said that, uh, while 10% of people who cut their coverage back said they would not be restoring it, 19, 19% of these people uh, who who weren't financially impacted don't think that they will, they'll restore their coverage. Um, so again, you see there that the decision is a little bit more uh, uh, self-determined, I guess. Uh, uh, but interestingly, the number is similarly high for those that had to cut back, but who were making less than twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Um, I think 
one can surmise that uh, they're, they're being presented with a savings opportunity that they didn't have, and it would be financially difficult to restore that coverage in the future. Well, we're certainly in unusual times. Um, Andrew, if someone wanted to read the survey results in detail, where can they go? Yeah, uh, if they wanted to read more, they sh- should go to valuepenguin.com slash cutting insurance costs to save money, um, all separated by hyphens. Uh, and they could also submit a media request if they have more specific questions, and I could answer those for them. Well, that's much appreciated, Andrew. And thank you very much for coming by the Hospital Finance Podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.